So uh, we just had Tommy Polio in studio. He is co-owner of the pasta shop, and he's a chef. And uh, you're about to hear the interview. Um, I'm really excited that he came in today um, for a lot of reasons. He's really interesting, right, John? Mm-hmm. I loved his tattoos also. Yeah. He had some really cool tattoos. Um, but he lives here in Boonton, and he has a pasta shop, what's called the pasta shop, in Denville. He's got a co-partner um, who, his name is Sergio. Sergio owns a, another restaurant in Denville, or Deli, an Italian specialties deli. So they're sort of like, I feel like you can always get food. There's always something there um, that I love to eat. My favorite thing is that they make gluten-free pasta from scratch. And he talks about the process um, in the interview. So, um, and what do you get when you go? Uh, Rigatoni olive vodka. Yeah, it's really good. So I get uh, the gluten-free pasta with vodka sauce. And I also get the, they have great salads and they change their menu seasonally, I believe. And what's your dessert? Uh, Cannoli. Yeah. I love the cannolis, but I can only eat the, the inside. But they have a, a dessert. It's like a coconut cake, but it happens to be gluten-free, which is really good, too. Tommy talks about all that and more on this interview. So get ready. You might get hungry and uh, enjoy the show. You're listening to Access and Expand, conversations that offer you access to information that expands your mind. I'm your host, Tiffany Curran. So I'm hungry now. Just seeing you makes me hungry. Thank you. <laughs> I'm here with, with Tommy Polio of the pasta shop. He's the corner of the pasta shop in Denville. And it's like Pavlov, I think. Like when I see you, mm. I immediately want all of the food. Right? Thank like, you. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's nice to be here today. Yeah. Like I, um, it's funny because <clears throat> when pasta shop was coming into it was like being built, right? Mm-hmm. It used to be an old barbershop? It was a uh, laundromat years ago. Laundromat. It was a laundromat for almost 70 years. It was called Wash and Shop. And then what we actually did when we took the space over, yeah. I loved that old neon sign outside. Yeah. So it was actually my favorite sign in Denville. It said Wash and Shop in these cool neon letters. And I said, if anyone's going to change it, I would like to be the one to change it, yeah. and I'm actually going to keep it as close to what it was that we could. So instead of actually changing the sign, we just took the letters off the sign, Yeah. worked with a sign maker that tried to do the same font yeah. the closest we could. So now instead of wash and shop, it says pasta shop. So was the shop original? Those letters? Yeah. We, we had to swap those out to, to, make it all. to just make sure it was cohesive. Yeah. Um, but we kept it as much the same as we could. That, that type of sign now is actually illegal. So Why? It's, it's just the type of open face neon that really? it is. So you can't actually make that type of sign. However, since we just changed the letters and we never took the sign off the building, yeah. it was grandfathered in. Oh, so you we're didn't able, take so it off the building. To, they did it on the building. Yes. Yeah, because of when I saw it. So um, the pasta shop is located in downtown Denville. Is it Tuckadav? First half. First half. So uh, the main drag is called Broadway, and it's right off the main drag, like, I think three spots off, right? Like, there's, like, uh, the corner shop, and then there's what I was thinking is the barber shop. Right? Correct. Um, but so it's interesting because when I saw it being 
built or rebuilt or you you're the whole build out right when I saw that sign go up I was like damn this is going to be awesome right because it looks it, I saw it exactly like the laundromat which I forgot that it was laundromat so thank you for the reminder um although the inside of the build out is like I don't even know it's just so beautiful I always take pictures I actually bought all new ceramic plates from East Fork because I saw yours and actually looked at the name on the bottom and tried to buy it, but I think it's only for like district, like big companies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, how cool. Yeah, it's like, well, thank it's, you. It's, the whole thing's a luxury. We try to make it, you know, we really wanted to make um, a great place for the community. Yeah. And we want it to be fun and we want to have great food, of course. We make the pasta right in the front window there so mm-hmm. everyone can see what we do. Mm-hmm. But we want it to be lively. We play what we think is cool music. Yeah. So it, you get the whole vibe. It's not just going and having a meal. We want it to be a fun experience too. Super casual. You know, that's super something, casual. That's something that was important to us. You know, yeah. we didn't want tablecloths. Yeah. We're not. Um, we're not cooking to try to win awards. We want it to be. We want to be a great place for the community. On, on both but you ends, could you know, cook but to win. you're cooking. Your cooking is award worthy. Thank you. Know, you. And I that's, mean, that's, that's great. Yeah. And um, for us, it's really about making people happy. Yeah. And getting those people to come back. Yeah. And you know, the best compliment is when people enjoy themselves and they want to share it with their friends and family. And that's that's what we strive to do. You totally do that. I I actually. Um, it, when I come, I always in, have the intention of leaving half of my food so that I don't overeat. And I even have eaten before so that I could have food. Like, and it doesn't happen. Like, I can't not eat it. So what's interesting is um, I started to have a gluten intolerance um, after menopause, so just a handful of years ago. So I spent, I'm going to be 50, so I spent 40-something years of my life Italian and Jewish, so eating like bagels, pasta, blah, blah, blah. And when I saw you guys opening, I was really excited because I love the town of Denver and the next town over. Um, I know your your cooking personally just from experiencing it through the years. Um, and I was like, damn it. Oh, well, I guess I'll go have a salad, which by the way, the salads are ridiculous. They're crafted so beautifully. Uh, everything tastes amazing. I could not even begin to figure out how to replicate any of it, right? Like, it's just incredible. But when you said you had gluten-free pasta, and you did change it, right? Yes. Even the first one yes. was amazing. And that's something that you'll see a lot um, with our menu is we're constantly trying to do the best that we can. Yeah. And we're constantly tweaking things to continue to improve. But... The first time I had it, and I'll tell you, I've had tons of gluten-free pasta. And some of it's okay, right? But, like, whatever. Like, I'm just not wasting the calories for something that's okay. So, it's it was... I, I actually was a little scared it wasn't actually gluten-free, because mm-hmm. that's how good it was. And you make it. We do. Unreal. Yeah, so that's something that's important to us, you know? So, nowadays, there's more people looking for gluten-free options vegetarian options, vegan options, whatever it may be. So even though we have a small menu, we try to do the best that we can to cater to everyone yeah. without losing our own identity. Yeah. We want to do what we do well, mm-hmm. but we want everyone 
to be able to enjoy. So as far as the gluten-free thing, that's something we take very seriously. So yeah. um, yes, originally we did like a gluten-free fettuccine. Yeah. And then um, we actually purchased a pasta machine. Yeah. Um, it's called an extruder. Um, specifically for gluten-free. Oh, you're kidding. So we bought a $6,500 pasta machine <gasps> that we only use to make gluten-free pasta. Oh so my God. what we do every morning is we make the gluten-free pasta first while everything's clean. We make all of that, and then after that's done, wrapped up and put away, then we go about our day making the rest of the dough and the rest of the pastas. So there's no cross-contamination. Correct. You know, we and we take it very seriously. You know, obviously we have different color utensils that we use for the gluten-free when it's being cooked. It's cooked in clean water. So we try to um, do the best that we can to give you uh, the best experience. And we want that pasta to be as close to regular pasta as possible. So originally we did the fettuccine. Now using this machine, we do a gluten-free bucatini, so it's like a spaghetti with yeah. the hollow center. Oh, that's what it's called. So so all of our, the way we build our menu is all of our sauces, for the most part, except for a special here and there, all of our sauces are made gluten-free. Yeah. So we can do any of, most of the pastas on the menu, except for maybe some of the stuffed pastas like a ravioli, um, we can substitute gluten-free pasta. That's amazing. Yeah, I always do the vodka sauce. I, because I just, it feels so luxurious to me. Um, but what I will add, first of all, let me thank you. Um, I can have some cross-contamination, but for people who can't, to know that they can come in and not worry. Um, I always refer to her, Megan Murphy. She is the, I don't know if it's director or whatever, she runs Good Housekeeping, always posts about, um, you know, like gluten-free stuff because she's had cross-contamination in the hospital. So to know that, that it's totally safe is amazing. You know what I mean? So yeah, I really and appreciate I mean, that's that. For, yeah, and for us, that's a huge responsibility, and that's why we take it so seriously. Yeah. Um, even with a lot of other menu items besides pasta, and for those that don't know, we even though it's called the pasta shop, it, yeah. is, a, it is a restaurant. Yes. Um, and we have items besides pasta. That's yeah. just, ba that's the focus of what we do. Yeah. Um, but most of our, most of our salads are usually gluten-free. We yeah. have plenty of gluten-free options. And, and that's something that I'm really uh, feel strongly about is being able to make people either whether they have an allergy or an intolerance or a dislike for something, we want to be able to cater to them. Where yeah. I feel like a lot of chefs and a lot of people in the industry think that's a pain in the neck or they don't want to do that. For yeah. us, we we do want to do that. We yeah. do want to do the best that we can. And obviously the last thing we would ever want is to make somebody upset or... But you see, you know, I see that because I've been to a lot of restaurants where it's like, what can I eat? I could eat a steak, right? Like, mm -hmm. and so uh, to have a, a, a gluten, a gluten sort of based menu. I mean, not entirely, right? Because even you have the dessert, the coconut dessert. What is that called? So we have a coconut tiramisu. Yeah, we have a coconut tiramisu. Yeah. On the menu, we don't advertise that it's gluten free. Yeah. Because I, people wouldn't want it. I think. Right. right. But I you think can't a, tell. I think a lot of people would not order it, thinking yeah. that if it's gluten free, it's probably not very good. It's amazing. So, what we did is we sourced uh, gluten-free ladyfinger cookies. 
Unreal. And all of the other ingredients that go into that, we made sure are gluten-free. We use coconut rum, we know it's gluten-free. You know, from beginning to end, all of those items are. So we wanted to create a dessert that's delicious. Yeah. But also yeah. gluten-free, so it works for everyone. So Yeah, no one would know. And that's the best part. And that's really, yeah. that's the idea, so. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, I have to say, when you, in speaking about how you want the restaurant to be, feel, whatever, um, I, it's all, you've, you've done it all. I think you do a great job with the menu. Like, um, it's bring your own, which is nice, mm-hmm. right? But also it, and by the way, for those of you who are hearing that, that's the, the, Bootin, the Bootin fire whistle, which, which I love that it goes off, right? I mean, um, but so... We, I've rolled in, right? Like rolled in and wanted to get dressed, but I just like whatever. Don't like. I mean, you're looking at it, right? Like I don't really get fancy, and we feel fancy, right? Because the restaurant is not. So there's no tablecloths and whatever, and it's very open and casual, and everybody's welcome, and it's really family oriented. But you can also have a really beautiful date, and feel like it, like it feels fancy to me, but not in a not in a like a snooty way. It's just like you walk in, and you know you're being taken care of. Everything's really clean, right? The walls are beautiful. The furniture's really beautiful. Um, like I said, all the plates, the glasses, the coffee's amazing. Thank right. you. My favorite, La Cologne, Yeah, is the coffee we use. They're based out of Philadelphia. Obviously, they're expanding. They're a growing company, so they're now in New York, Chicago, mm-hmm. I think even in California. Um, it's been my favorite. I, I love their product. I love what they stand for, and um, we're proud to serve it. And I first found out about La Cologne from Nelson Chan. Mm-hmm. Me Old and Nelson. Yeah, me and Nelson and this girl, Jamie Allen. I don't know. You might have been there, John. John was like literally in my pocket for the first five years of his life. We were at Anthem, your other, your old restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, what am I going to get? And when Nelson told me about the coffee, he's like, you have to try this coffee. Right? And that was, isn't that funny that I remembered that just now? Absolutely. Anthem was my first restaurant that was also in Denville. Which? It was kind of short-lived. I you loved. Know? I opened, I think I was 25 maybe, something like what? that. What, you were? Yeah. Um, John, you got to 25. Yeah. Seven years. So from, it, it, yeah. was, it was short-lived, you know. I mean, obviously, I learned a lot from that experience. You know, I was only there for about a year. But you made your, you made your chips. You, I mean, you made everything. But you made those potato chips. Yeah, Parmesan garlic potato chips. Yes. Yeah. Oh, from scratch. Yes. And you had tattoo art all over the walls, mm-hmm. which I love. I have 12 tattoos or something. Um, but it was, I also liked that the menu was simple but really good. So you still, you, you kept all that and brought that through. Yeah, in a lot of ways, even though the cuisine looks a little bit different now, it's a lot of the same ideas. Yeah, well, the um, chips, inf- right? Influenced by the, some of the same things, you know. Um, but I think what I've learned since then, I've worked for some other people. I worked for a really big restaurant group where I learned a lot. And um, I think I learned how to translate what I want to do to being a positive guest experience a little bit better. And I think I've been able to learn a lot over the last few years and I'm able to deliver it in a, in a way that people can more easily understand what we're doing and make it a little more accessible. Yeah. I think Anthem was a little, uh, a little specific, maybe not the best location. The location but, was tough. But um, yeah. it, at the root of it, a lot of 
what we, what we do with the pasta shop has a lot of the same underlying elements that, that I had at Anthem those years ago. Yeah, so I, I feel like it's like really elevated, simple food in a really elevated way, right? Like even the salad, like for anyone who's never had a salad at the pasta shop, who doesn't, hasn't seen the pictures, which go check out their Instagram, is it the underscore pasta? The dot pasta dot, dot shop. shop, right. Um, it's it's it it doesn't it's like nothing I've ever had. So you take these ideas that are pretty you know common and comfort food sort of things and make them amazing. Like I think my husband always gets you have a chicken. What is it? A chicken? What's your chicken plate? We always we always have a chicken parmesan. That's on the probably menu. what it is. Yeah, because he always says like I'm going to try to branch out and try something different. But it's so good that he can't like. And then his parents live in Charleston. Charleston is a food city. Right? Yeah. They said that your restaurant is their favorite restaurant ever. And I mean, they have um, their, their son in law works for the Halls, you know, Halls Chop House, and all those really high end people travel, you know, to, to go to their restaurant. And they're like, nothing's better than the pasta shop. They talk about it when they're there, they come through. You know, it's like a bit like, how do you feel about like how, I mean, th- I was just saying to my son, you come in after 11 45. On, the, on a weekday, and there's a wait. Yeah, it's I mean, a big it, deal. Yeah, I mean, it is. You know, we are a small shop. You know, well, we, we but seat, not that small. We seat 36, but yeah. we do a large takeout business. Um, I mean, I think it's great. I mean, it's it's the best compliment. You know, I mean, the best part is it shows that people are understanding what we're trying to do. Yeah. And for those that don't know, what we're trying to do is take a lot of food and items that people are familiar with, but maybe do it in a little bit of a different way. I'm not, you know, a lot of chefs out there um, consider themselves artists. I don't. I'm more of a craftsman, you know. Mm. I'm like a plumber. I'm there to do a job. I want to do it the best that I can. And through many years of experience, you tend to get better at certain things. And you might have your own ideas and you might find certain things that work well for you. So to relate it back to food, a lot of the items that we do are classic items. Yeah. I didn't invent rigatoni vodka or linguine and clams <laughs> yeah. or garlic bread or chicken parmesan. These are all things that we do, but we try to do them with great quality ingredients. Yeah. And just um, we really try to pay attention to every step along the way to make those items the best that we can. Yeah. And I think for me that's something that um, a lot of places... I think the Italian-American food is very regional. I think yeah. there's a, certainly a lot of it here in northern yeah. New Jersey. Um, but it's just different. Yeah, yeah it's, a little, it's a little different. And I think um, part of that is paying attention to some of the details sometimes. Yeah. And you see some of the same items that we have on the menu, at least the descriptions of them, are the same as some of the items that you might see at a pizza shop. And you'll still you'll see the baked clams, like I said, the garlic bread, those types of items. But I think, unfortunately, a lot of places don't take those items maybe as seriously as they should. Yeah. And for me, with a restaurant background, we try to take those items and pay attention to everything along the way and use whatever it is, if we're doing baked clams, make the breading the best we can and use the best quality clams and all of that to really take it a step further. So it's not something new, it's really, it might be like a dish that's uh, been around forever. 
Yeah. But we try to put our own little spin on it mm-hmm. and um, do the best job we can with it. And I think, uh, you know, the community has been very receptive. And Yeah. Well, that's why I hesitated to say chicken parm because I was thinking it was. But it does. It, I shouldn't say it doesn't look like it. It's so beautiful. And, uh, you know, I'm so used to just to seeing chicken parm always look the same, right? Like almost just seeing the mozzarella like half melted. Do you use your fresh mozzarella? We do. Oh, so you make your own mozzarella? Yes. And then you put the fresh mozzarella in it. You use that also for your mozzarella sticks? Yes. So I'm not supposed to have gluten because my fingers swell. And um, I've had a bite or two and been fine. I was like, it must be it's because high quality ingredients, right? Like, um, but I. You would you could die for them. Like my, I don't know if you saw my nephews come every once in a while. They come from Montclair and we have lunch. And my nephew was trying to see how long he could get the cheese to stretch, and it was like never ending because it was stretching longer than his arm. But that's what it is. And I think that's why I hesitated to say it. Why I hesitate to say certain things because if people think Caesar salad or whatever, I don't know. You you get this mental idea of what it is. Like you get a picture. That's not what it is. And I'll say that. God. He was a babe in arms, and I was still married to his dad, so he was very little, probably under the age of two. And um, we were in Baltimore. We went to Little Italy. Like, my parents were there. It wasn't like any, like, we picked any magical place. We were just, like, hungry. And I had um, a vodka sauce that I'd never had before. Vodka sauce was not, like, a big thing in my mind, and I was raised by Italians, but we just had red sauce, mm-hmm. right? Like, And um, the guy put a little nutmeg. I had no idea. Oh, no, it wasn't nutmeg. It was, um, it was a... Uh, Truffle, truffle oil, like a tiny bit of truffle oil. And I was like, what's that? And then I went to look for truffle oils, ridiculously unaffordable, but I got like a sample somewhere and tried to make it and I couldn't replicate it, that was the end of it. But the feeling of me remembering that 16 years later is how I feel about your food now. Like I feel like, so someone said like, we're so lucky to have such a great local restaurant, right? And I was like, I, I don't wanna call it a local restaurant. It is a local restaurant and everybody in this area, so you're in Danville, New Jersey, but we have Boonton, Mountain Lakes, Rockaway, you know, but it's not just a local restaurant, right? Like, so it's great to have a restaurant that's local, that's awesome, is how I said it, because people come from all over, you know what I mean? Yeah, they really do, which is great. And I think um, when you mentioned Caesar salad, I think that's like a great example, because that's something that has been around for a long time, you see it on a lot of menus, and more often than not, you don't see a really great version of it. Never. And there's a reason that it's classic, because those flavors go to what, go together so well. Yeah. But if you kind of break it down to its most simple form, and then take all of those elements and say, well, we're going to use great Parmesan cheese, mm-hmm. and we're going to make great homemade dressing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for us, we put... The you make your own dressing? Yes. I should have known that, right? We do. Um, we put, when we have the Caesar salad on the menu, right now we're actually doing a Brussels sprout Caesar salad for fall. Yeah. Well, I think my sister-in-law the, got that. It goes on yeah. a, we did it as a special. Yeah. And did very well. It goes on the menu tomorrow for the fall. Um, it has crispy potato chips. Yes, she did get it. It has yeah. um, fried capers. There's some lemon zest on top. So we take a lot of the same flavors that you would normally see and just try to make it the most delicious and fun that we can yeah and I actually think I did now that I'm thinking about it I took it out to work at one point I ordered all this food for work and 
it was interesting that you did the potato chips because then it's gluten free, mm-hmm. so you could eat it like right, instead of right, a crouton. Right. We do we call that one gluten friendly, you know, because oh, obviously <laughs> yeah. those chips are they're cooked in the fryer. Yeah, it was friendly enough for me. So. I was very happy to have it. So yeah, so that's what it is. That and I, I, you know, when people ask, I could never pinpoint what it is, and that's what it is. It's that you do the best ingredients with everything, right? And you're on the line. Yeah, I'm there. I mean, the idea for me is that I constantly want to try to get better, mm-hmm. and that's what I want for the entire team also. Yeah. And what I mean by that is we don't need to try to improve drastically by tomorrow, but I try to get 1% better every day. Mm-hmm. I want to be a better manager. I want to be a better chef. Even my personal life, I want to be a better father, Aww. husband, all of those things. Yeah. So I think when a lot of times when people set a goal for themselves – and they can't um, make huge strides right away, a lot of times they give up. And for me, it's more about taking small steps every day to get better at these things. And then when you look back six months, you're like, wow, I've come a long way. I'm much better at this. I've improved this a lot. This come, this, whatever it may be, tends to be a lot easier. So I think sometimes for me, that's my experience. So I try to do that as a co-owner and yeah. chef at the shop that um, I want to, you know, we're always evolving. Yeah. So if we did um, a Caesar salad, I keep using it as an example. It's a great we, example. We continue to try to make it the best that we can. We yeah. want it to be more consistent. We, um, all, all of these types of things. So a lot of times you'll see slight changes and that's because we're trying to move we're always moving forward, and, yeah. and for me, that that is moving in the right direction, trying mm-hmm. to get better and continuing to reinvent ourselves. And uh, I think you're very consistent, and I'll say, I feel like we were there for the soft opening. I don't know if I we were, but I feel like we might have been my husband and me, and the first person to wait on us is still there, right? And so I think what's interesting is that... Um, Almost all the staff I've been I've seen for as long as I've been going. Um, uh, when I come with my nephews who are very young and they move a lot and they wanted to like the last time we were there I think it was like last week. My nephew is going through that age where he's like you know like a little sprite getting into trouble and stuff. He had a cute way, and he was like going for the sticker. So I was like no 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 ask. Say, Mr. Tommy, is it okay if I have... And you let him have stickers, and they were like... They all were their own rigatoni or whatever, so I guess, for the boxes. Yeah, the parole to take out. But yeah, they feel... So you want to hear a big compliment. The older one... So there were the two boys. The older one kept saying, I want to go to that place, the pasta shop. I want to go to that place, the pasta shop. I want to... So for the kids to recognize that they feel comfortable, that the food is amazing, that their parents want to go. Of course, I will go with anybody. I'm just like, yeah, let's go to the pasta shop, Right. Um, and my son's been, you, you were there for the Democratic um, the debates he went. That I remember night. it was that night. <clears throat> and they were going kind of late. And um, I actually called the Mater Day or what is, is that what it's called? The person who like seats people and stuff? Sure, the host. The guy. He's really super nice. And um, I said... Oh, it was you. And you well, said it I, wasn't. You kept saying it wasn't. I just busted myself. So my son has uh, American Express card that I had given him for emergencies like and then he'd be like can I get this I'm like sure so um, he's like can I use the American Express I was like 
um, just get cash. I don't remember what I said. So I called. I'm like, I'd rather just pay for it. like, <laughs> And just tell the kids it was paid for, right? But he went with his friend before the debates. So they went home and watched the debates. Mm-hmm. Like, he's 18. So everyone wants to be there, right? Everyone's, it's, a, it's a place that everyone is welcome. Right, and I think that's um, a lot of what we're aiming for, is we want it to be a fun place, but we want to be able to cater to everyone. We want to make everyone happy, but not lose our identity of what we do. So within the menu, that's even though the menu's small, we design it that way. Yeah, I love that. Because we want, um, we don't have a kid's menu, but yeah. we have a lot of foods that are kid-friendly. Yeah. Spaghetti I mean, and meatballs. I'll, I'll, we'll do spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah. We have the chicken parm. Yeah. Um, we'll make buttered pasta, you know, that type of thing for yeah. the kids. Um, but then we also do specials, and we do some. We have some other items that are a little more interesting also. Yeah. So if somebody wants to come in and, you know, get the red sauce stuff, that's yeah. cool. We have that, and we do the best job we can with it. Yeah. If somebody comes in and they're a little more of a foodie, you know, we have a spicy king crab pasta. Yeah. We might have... Um, squid ink. Yep. That's yep. the squid ink pasta. Yep. We might have a special lobster with gnocchi and yeah. stretched hella cheese, those types of things. So um, we try to have, find balance within our menu, but mm-hmm. also within the setting. You know, we want it to be a fun place for everyone to come and be able to enjoy themselves. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a little loud. That's and, what I love. And it's, you, there's the hustle and bustle of people yeah. moving around. Yeah. But I think that really makes the shop feel alive. Yeah. And um, I think people enjoy that. Well, it smells amazing. You have a wood oven. Yes. Right? So you smell that. Mm-hmm. And the wood is stacked. Yes. In front of it, which it looks really cool. I've taken a hundred pictures of it. It's utilitarian. You know, yeah. I mean, it's part of the design, but we're using that throughout the day also. Did you design that? Like, how yes. Did you, really? Because that seems to me like it's the kind of thing that's simple but really profound. Like this space here that Barbara designed. Well, she had, you know, some help, but it feels like open, but also really like high end. So what I love, like when you're talking about, you could have a foodie, you could have, I've been with my husband and we see someone like on a date with like a big bottle of red wine, like slowly eating their food. And then to the two tables over, there's like a family, like grandma, kids, you know, parents, like, and everybody's in their own space. I think when you talked about it being like a little loud, it's like that that um, excitement of like talking, right? Like it doesn't feel loud. It feels like you're in somewhere really fun. And with that, it becomes a white noise. So you can be in your own conversation and no one, it's like, I mean, I just clearly, I love coming. We're there all the time. Um, And that's part of what we want. You know, we want it to be a place um, for the community. And we kind of take that a step further. And what I mean by that is it's not um, only cooking for people and different, you know, age groups. And, you know, I mean, we really want it to be a great place. We want to be a part of the community. You are. Not, not, yeah. not only a destination for someone to come in and eat and leave, you know? Yeah. And I think um, we want it to be a great place for our employees, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, in a lot of ways, I like to call it the anti-restaurant. Yeah. And what I mean by that is I've worked in lots of restaurants throughout my career and there's a lot of great things about the restaurant industry and then there's you know some of the not so pretty things about the restaurant industry yeah and I call it the anti-restaurant sometimes because we want to bring all of the positive things yeah and none of the negative you know 
you know, we want our staff to be happy to come to work. We want everybody to get paid really well. Yeah. We um, try to support other businesses in the community. Yeah. I mean, often I will shy away from interviews and that type of stuff. So thank you for um, being here. My business partner, Sergio, yeah. uh, is more of the face of yeah. the business. Yeah. Um, uh, but I'm really I'll, glad to have you. Well, thank you. And you but were on News 12. We were, which was awesome. My that was great for us. My husband's on News 12. So when, um, when Marissa came to town, I was like, oh, really excited. How that, was that? that was cool. It was great. You know, I mean, uh, it really helped us reach a lot more people throughout New Jersey. Yeah. A lot of people that uh, weren't familiar with us or had not been. Um, I think you guys popped pretty quickly on your own, though. We, def- just we definitely mouth, did. Right? Word of mouth. I mean, um, my business partner, Sergio Shanklapur, he has... Um, well, that's how you say his last name. Yes. <laughs> Shanklapur. Yeah. Shanklapur. Shanklapur in English. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, a longtime friend of mine, yeah. I worked for him um, on and off at different points of my career. Uh, I mean, he has a super successful Italian specialty shop around the corner. Mm. Um, obviously, um, he and I opening the pasta shop together, um, that was a huge draw. A lot of people in town, yeah. not just in town, a lot of people in New Jersey already know him. Yeah, um, He's a great, great person. And... Um, I think that definitely helped us yeah. as well, yeah. and um, it, it was a great lead up to to what we do. And that's something I'd like to touch on is, um, you know, this next month is going to be 20 years that I've been cooking. Wow. My first job. How old are you? There's I'm, no way. You I'm, thir- don't I'm 34, so I started at 14. Cooking. Yes. Holy so Lord. In I started working for Sergio in October of 1999. Is that your first job? Not my first Wait, job. First cooking? My first cooking job, Because yes. he loves you. Because, yeah. So what's uh-huh. interesting enough is I worked for him, and this is when I was in high school, and we would close at 6 p.m. Yeah. The Italian specialty shop closes at 6. And I also, I mean, I was super interested in, I didn't, well, let me back up a second. I didn't start working there because I was interested in cooking. I started working there because I needed a job. Yeah. And um, I quickly fell in love with cooking and became super interested in it. Yeah. So I began reading cookbooks and really trying to get as much information about it as I could. Yeah. So part of that was um, while I worked for Sergio, I also got a part-time job working at a restaurant in Morristown. Oh, wow. So Is it still there? Um, the restaurant is not still there. Oh, yeah. But what's interesting enough is, you know, so at this point, by the time I got the job in Morristown, maybe I was 15. Yeah. 15 years old. So I would work for Sergio, and then I would go take the train to Morristown. Wow. And I would work there, yeah. and then I would take the train home. And more often than not, I would walk from the train station in Denville to my parents' house, which was also in Denville, but it was like three miles away. So I would do that walk all the time. You're kidding. So, interestingly enough, the pretty much halfway point Mm -hmm. and the only place that was open 24-7, especially because oftentimes this was late at night now. You know, I would take the 1130 train home. You know, so now this is midnight. Mm-hmm. So I'd 
you know, sometimes my parents might pick me up from the train station yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. but more often than not, I would end up walking. Yeah. So pretty much the halfway point between the train station and my parents' house was the wash and shop laundromat. No way. And it was the only place in Denville that's open 24-7. So even though at midnight or later, no one's in there, the place is open, the lights are on, they had a little TV up in the corner, they yeah. had a soda machine, like a vending, couple of vending machines. Yeah. So I would stop in there sometimes, especially if it was raining or if it was snowing or whatever it was. I would stop in there, maybe warm up for a few. That is a walk. If I had a few extra dimes, I'd throw my jacket in the dryer in the winter and warm up my jacket, put a hot jacket on and continue walking. I mean, this was, I didn't have a cell phone. They weren't, Right. maybe right. they were coming out, but they weren't really yeah. prevalent yet. Yeah. So um, they had a pay phone there. I would use mm-hmm. the pay phone all the time. I joked that was my first cell phone. <laughs> was the pay phone outside. Yeah. Um, but I always had um, a love for that building and... That's a lot of the reason that when I heard that the laundromat was going to be going out, I said, well, if we can have any location to, to do a business in town, yeah. I want this building. There was always a, like maybe, a, a, yeah, maybe a sense of comfort or whatever it was. You know, I always had a connection to that space. So, wow, obviously, that's so beautiful. Obviously, I wasn't going to take it over as a laundromat. That's not something I know anything about, but um, that's kind of goes back to how I wanted to keep the sign the same. I said, I don't really want it to change, but if someone has to change it, I'd like it to be me, and we'll keep a lot of the nostalgia with it, because that was, like I said, my favorite sign in town, so. It was like your guiding light, sort of, right? Yeah, so it's really, um, all these years later, it's interesting to, um, you know, and to also be working with Sergio again is awesome, because, you know, we work yeah. super well together and kind of balance each other out. He's um, deals with people more, and you know, is um, I feel like is, you're a people person. Though. Yeah, I mean, um, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little bit. Um, yeah. You know, I try to uh, I put my head down and work a little bit more. I'm more the behind the scenes guy. Well, yeah, you're. I because my nephews when they come over, I'm like, please leave him alone, because <laughs> you're. You're, so what is that called? Are you, that's not, are you on the line? Because you're getting all the food out. I kind of bounce getting, around a little bit. Yeah. You know, um, sometimes I expedite. We yeah. call it the expo station. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So sometimes I work up front. Yeah. And uh, I'm wiping all the plates and checking all the orders and making sure everything's going out properly. And then sometimes what we call is floating. I'll have someone actually work that station, and I'll kind of bounce around and help whoever needs help, make sure everything's going smooth, make sure everything up front is good, make sure everybody's happy. That also frees me up a little bit sometimes. To, do you feel uh, famous? I'm sorry? Do you feel famous? When, do you feel famous? No. Because I think people always see you and are like, oh my God, there's Tommy. You know, I think that's cool. Um, I don't, um, that's not what I'm going for. You no, know? I, I don't mean, think I you're think, going for I know you're not going for because I, I, I know you well enough to know that that's not your thing. I think more often than not, um, a lot of people don't know really? that I'm one of the owners, which is okay. You know, that's... It's so interesting. Um, I think a lot of times people might think I'm an employee, and that's totally fine. Yeah. You know, that's um, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah. I've worked every position in a restaurant that yeah. any of my employees do, yeah. and um, I still continue to. So um, interesting. Because I remember I saw you walking in Booton, like up by King's, and I was like, oh, Tommy's in Booton. Like, I was so excited. Yeah. Um, because I've moved around a lot. So, I mean, when I was 18, I moved to North Carolina. I was uh, working for a chef down there. I mean, obviously cooking all these years. Um, I lived in North Carolina for almost three years. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I lived in Los Angeles. I was out there cooking. I was there almost three years. I was in Chicago for a few years. I didn't really live in San Francisco, but I spent quite a bit of time out there. Um, Did you like all those places? I do. I mean, I like each of them for different reasons. Um, I love Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, that's the place that I really enjoy visiting. Yeah. Um, Not living? Um, I enjoyed living there, but I was kind of there. I was working so much. I was working two, three jobs, cooking, trying to... I didn't go to culinary school, so for me, it was kind of the um, on-the-job training. Well, I would. Yeah. I would work. Training. I would always try to get. I would always try to work for better chefs. Yeah. So, so you're hustling you, a lot. Usually that means you yeah. take less money to work for better people. Sure. But um, that was my schooling: taking less money but working with great people for experience. It worked. It did. I mean, it's great. You know, I had a great time doing it. It wasn't always easy. You know, sometimes uh, this industry can definitely be tough in, yeah. in, in a lot of different ways. Um, but I am really happy to be back here. Um, I live in Booton now. Yeah. I grew up in Denville. So cool. Um, and I'm back here by choice because I do love it here. Why? And um, many reasons. I mean, yeah. obviously, I'm super familiar with it. I think there's, um, there's always something about... Um, home at least for me yeah. I can't speak for anyone else yeah um but I think uh I had a great experience growing up here yeah. and um I enjoy living here now I think it's it's nice and mellow you yeah. know I mean maybe when I was younger I was more interested in going into New York City yeah and whether it was um going to restaurants or yeah. going to buy vinyl records or whatever it was yeah. I was really like fascinated by that when yeah. I was younger now I'd rather stay yeah. around here and um I, I just i just enjoy the community i think the people are great yeah i like supporting the businesses yeah and um it's just where my heart is i love it here so yeah. that's I why that's like why we wanted to open a restaurant here and and not anywhere else i feel like that too it's funny because um you know i work a lot in the city or i work with people from the city and it's nice to go in for a few hours but it's really draining i find it really draining there's something about we're close enough here that even if you don't go, don't blah, don't go into the city, you have the culture of that. But we we also have trees. We have a lot here, and we have great food, right? Um, we have sort of everything. And and when I always wonder when people leave and come back, what what's what's the reason? Like because I think I, I hate when people make fun of New Jersey generally, right? It's like why. You know, and so I love that you made the choice. You expanded and went out and checked out all different parts of the country, chose to come back here, chose to open a business here. You have a family now. Well, I think it has a lot to offer. You know, we're close to a lot of things. You can go down the shore. Yeah. You can go into the city. Yeah, you gotta go, go hike. Exactly, you know. Yeah. Um, but we have nature. We have a lot of great stuff. And, um, and you have a baby. Yes, 19-month-old. Yeah, because when you first opened... I remember your wife was there with the baby and I, someone, another woman, I don't know if it was a friend or a sister or whatever, and I was like, I wanted to see the baby, but I also wanted to give her space because it's like, she doesn't know me from a hole in the wall. So how's being a father? Uh, tremendous, you know? I yeah. mean, uh, for me, it's so fun. I mean, it's my first and only yeah. child at this point. And yeah. um, her name is Mila. She's 19 months old. Beautiful. We call her Mimi. Um. It was a little interesting because we, when she was 
being born that week was the same week we were opening the oh restaurant. Oh my god! So that was a little crazy. Between working on training the staff and trying to do Holy. all the stuff on a personal end, so that uh, was definitely a little tricky. Yeah. Um, but my wife's wonderful. She's super strong and um, supportive yeah. personally and uh, business strong, wise. For sure, strong. Very strong. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so that was a little tricky. I wouldn't recommend trying to uh, have a baby the same week you open a restaurant, but that's just the way it worked out. Yeah. Um, but I love being a dad. I mean, I think it's great. I mean, yeah. I just learn new stuff every day. Um, watching my daughter learn things is just incredible. And I don't, um, you know, I have friends with kids and they try to tell you what it's like. And uh, I don't know if it ever really does it justice until no. you experience that. Um, for yourself it's one of those life things that I think you have to live to really understand yeah yeah I am with you it's funny now so my wife brings um, Mimi to the restaurant Mm -hmm. to say hi yeah pretty much every day sometimes a few times a day depending on what they have doing what they have going on running errands and this and that but yeah, it's funny. It's funny now because whenever we go to any restaurant, she thinks she just walks right into the kitchen because that's what she's <laughs> supposed to do. So we're like, oh no, 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 no. Yeah, that's <laughs> when we're out to eat. That's you don't just go into the kitchen. That's cool. The memories she's gonna have from that, you know. Yeah, I was at the hardware store getting a plant light. I was actually joking that I was getting lights to keep my snakes warm in the wood pile because we have a wood pile full of snakes. Um, I was teasing my husband. I think he got a little scared that I was actually gonna do it. And as I was leaving. I think we have the same car, me and your wife, but I could be wrong. I don't, I don't want to say it just for her privacy, but um, I saw her like getting something out of the trunk and I was like, oh, that's so sweet. She visits you at work. And um, It's the best part of my day. I mean, I love what do I you do. Know how sweet that is? But it's, it's uh, and, and you know what's great is it, my daughter lights up the whole room. I mean, everyone, whether it's making customers smile, whether we're open or if it's before we're open, and everybody on the staff um, wants to say hello. I mean, yeah. she makes a lot of people smile, uh, not oh, just myself, sweet. so it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's so nice. It's so nice because you're nearby. So um, Mike Michalowicz is on the third floor. He did a book called Profit First. I interviewed him last week, and he was saying that his wife was on Married to Mayhem. I don't remember if it was their podcast, or, but they talk about the importance of having a wife, or if you're, if you're married, or a partner, if you're whatever, um, that's supporting you and you see that like your wife is she I don't know her but I've seen her walk in and she's very calm and she's very like light and she just seems to like go with the flow right yeah no I'm I'm super blessed you know yeah. I mean, she's wonderful that's awesome you think your daughter will ever get into food uh, I'm not sure you know yeah. um, obviously I would want her to do whatever makes her happy and I would support yeah. that no matter what that is whether it's yeah whatever. sports or food or yeah. A- anything really. Um, I mean, it can definitely, in a lot of respects, the restaurant industry is a tough industry. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, I don't think it would be my first choice for her. Yeah. Um, but it is what I've spent most of my life doing at yeah. this point, and um, it's what I'm most familiar with, and in a lot of ways most comfortable with. Yeah. Um, uh, You're not in a dark kitchen though, because I know I knew a few chefs who were like the down part is you're always in the dark. But you're, you have all windows. And you could see your kitchen. You could watch 
Yeah, we, have, we have an you open... You can see everybody cooking. We have an open kitchen. And, and, I mean, the, and, and I, the pasta area, too. And I think that's really important for everyone, for the cooks and for the customers. You know, customers know that we have nothing to hide. They can see yeah. what we're doing. They yeah. can see who's cooking the food. Yeah. And also, and also for the cooks, it's great because, uh, I mean, I have worked in dark kitchens, no windows. I mean, you're, I mean, I worked in a restaurant in the wintertime yeah. here, here in New Jersey where... I went in earlier in the day, and I came out at, after midnight, and there's a, a foot of snow or more. And you oh go, my God. whoa, yeah. where did that come from? It has to be jarring mentally. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's great. We try to keep the restaurant um, open and bright and a good vibe for for everyone. You know, I think it's the customers always, like it, and I think it's also healthy for the employees, too. Yeah, it's always my favorite place to go. And I think that's obviously going to, you know, when you have... Employees that are happy, want to be at work, they're going to do a better job. And I think, um, I hope it shows. I mean, we certainly, that's what, that's something that we strive for. Yeah. You guys were written up when you first opened. Maybe it wasn't when you first opened. It was recent. It was within, within the first year. It was either a magazine or a newspaper. It was like a big deal. I don't remember. Was it New Jersey Monthly? Yeah. Uh, yes. And every employee was like showing pictures of it from their phone. Like, like, did you see this? Like, there is a lot of pride. So you've done a great job in instilling in everyone a sense of like ownership of the work, ownership of the like. Everyone is very happy to be there. It seems. Yeah. And, and they don't have to do that, right? They don't have to fake that. Like, they're. Every every server knows the menu, is really excited. Everyone knows who we are, and we're not like... And they, oh, and I just want to add, so there can be a long wait. We're talking about a couple of things. Supporting the town, um, everybody wanting to be there. So, like, I've gone there, and there's a two-and-a-half-hour wait. And our name gets put on a list. I don't know if you still do this, but there's a text, right? Like, you get a text when you Yeah, so there. we have what's called a wait list app, so we can take your name if there yeah. is a wait. Yeah. Because we do not take reservations. Yeah, Just I've tried. Simply, yeah. simply because we have 36 seats yeah. and it's limited, so we yeah. find it actually works best on a first-come basis. Yeah. Um, we have a wait list app, so if there is a wait, you can come in, you put your name and phone number down. You can go walk around town. Well, that's what I was going to say. You can either go up the street and have a drink. Yep. You can go buy a bottle of wine. Yep. You can do some window shopping mm-hmm. around town. Um, and then we text you when your table's ready, and it says, we'll hold your table for the next 10 minutes. Come yep. back and see us. And uh, you can walk right in, and we'll have the table all set up for you. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. So it's like I've gone to the the restaurant across the street that where people wait to have a drink, and I see all these people like, are you going to the pasta shop? Are you going to the pasta shop? It's so you're you're actually building other businesses, or it, you know, and, and increasing that goes, it. Yeah, and that and which is pretty cool, you know. And that goes back to being part of the community. Yeah. Really, that's something that's important to us, and we try to take it maybe not a step further, but we try to be as genuine as possible when we say that. I mean, a lot of times you hear "eat local" or "support local" or. You know, and for a lot of restaurants, a lot of times that means using local produce, and that's fantastic. Yeah. But I think it's more than that. You know, I mean, we use, um, you know, the print shop up the street, Minuteman Press. They oh, really? print they print our menus. You yeah. know, I mean, could we go online and get it cheaper? Probably, but yeah. we don't. We try to support the guy, the people that are in our community. Yeah. Everything that's framed in the shop is framed at Revelation Gallery. Oh yeah. It's all done. That's our, you know, our friend yeah. around the corner. They've been there a long time. Could we go to a larger box store? Could we go somewhere like Michael's or one of these and get it cheaper? Maybe. 
but that's not really what I'm interested in. You know, this yeah. is about being part of the community. And, and it's also great um, when people support us the same way. I mean, yeah. um, I mean, it's the way that we're talking here today. It's great that you're a customer. Yeah. That's definitely, I felt, um, a certain level of responsibility. Oh, thank you. Um, I didn't mean to use that. No, not at all. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, in, a, in the most positive way. Yeah. I mean, the guy that we buy our napkins from, mm-hmm. all he sells is napkins. Yeah. And he comes in the restaurant once a week, once every other week. Yeah. And that's just tremendous because I think it's great that he enjoys what we do. Yeah. But we're also supporting each other's businesses, which is so important. And I think. And I think, and I think in this day and age, there is. Maybe not enough of that. Yeah. A lot of, um, there's a lot of big stores and there's not the mom and pop shops the way there was um, even growing up. Yeah. I grew up in Denville and, um, you know, there used to be the video store. It's no longer around. And uh, then it was just the larger video stores. Yeah. And then, they don't na- exist. and now they're not there at all. Yeah. And obviously I understand times change, but um, in a lot of ways we try to support other businesses within our community and so important yeah there's no bookstores I remember there was like Little Professor on Route 10 and there was Book World and they're gone and it's like my son and I used to go to a skate shop and um, they went out and it's like that was when we saw like you know you have to vote with your dollars spend your money where you want the places to stay but I don't think that's a problem for you people are coming because the food's amazing the service is fabulous it's beautiful like i said if we go in the in the dingiest day of february it still feels light if we go in the summer it still feels open and warm and inviting so um so for people who want to find you can you share all the information like what where are you located how can they find you on the internet on social media all that stuff. And I, let me just add that two and a half hour wait is no problem. Just get there two and a half hours earlier than you want to eat. Like, we have no problem waiting because it's worth it. So And thank you for that. Yeah. You know, I mean, the, the trick with that is really to come early if you can. You yeah. know, oftentimes, um, I mean, we're open from 11 a.m. Yeah. to 9 p.m. is the last time we seat a table. Um, Tuesday through Saturday. Yeah. So oftentimes, if you come in in between lunch and dinner, yeah. either a late lunch or an early dinner, a lot of times you can walk right in. Yeah. No wait. That's the trick. That's the trick. Yeah. Um, but if you do want to come in at prime time, you want to come in at that 7 o'clock, 7.30 on a Friday or Saturday, I would definitely recommend coming in 4.30, yeah. 5 o'clock and put your name on the list. Um, it's exciting to be in a full And house. I understand that doesn't always work for everyone. And... Uh, something that's important to express is our gratitude like how grateful we are i know i I don't like to speak for other people but in this instance i know i can speak for myself and my partner sergio we're super grateful for every single customer that does wait um and that that every person that is excited to come in and uh, experience the pasta shop and have our food um that's super important for us yeah um yeah, and so, to, so to answer your question, yeah. um, we are called The Pasta Shop. We're at 13 First Avenue, Denville, New Jersey. Um, we are on social media, which we don't update very often. I think you do a great job with social media. Thank you. You know, we don't do it as much as possible, you know. I think in a lot of ways, uh, social media can be really great. and um, It can be overwhelming. It, yeah, it can be a little distracting sometimes also. So we'll put a few things on there so we can communicate 
to our customers. But um, mm-hmm. we do have a Facebook page. We do um, um, at the dot pasta dot shop. Um, and we'll have all this linked, but yeah. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, and uh, we do private parties as well. You do? Would... We do private parties on Sundays. We do. Uh, it's a minimum of twenty guests and a max of about thirty-six. Oh, I was gonna say I would do it. I don't have twenty friends. Seriously, <laughs> no, I'm serious. How cool though. That you so do we that. do. We do that on Sundays. Wow. And then we're closed on Mondays. Give everybody a break. Yeah. Um, what else? That's am I so missing? cool. No, you're, that's all I needed. Um, and maybe just can you just tell me what your if you if you, if you could have. Because I'm not going to ask you a favorite. There's no way you could have a favorite. But if you were going to have something right now from the pasta shop, just you personally, not like what you recommend, like what would you eat if you could like dig in right now? I think linguine and clams. I think yeah. it's a classic. I yeah. think it's like uh, something that we, we do a really nice version of. Mm. Um, and uh, it's one of those that I think it should always be on the menu, even though we change things seasonally. And, um, you know... We try to mix it up a little bit. I think there are certain classics you have to have, and I think that's, um, yeah, I think that's a great one to have. Yeah, I, I, I also maybe has had that. I also want to mention um, Sergio and Company is also somewhere you should check out if you yeah. haven't. That's Twenty Eight Broadway, Denville, yeah. New Jersey. Right around the corner. That is right around the corner mm-hmm. from us. So I mean, if you come during the day and there is a wait, you can definitely go check out Sergio's. Yeah. Um, great people, great product. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been in Denville since nineteen ninety nine, and there's a, a good reason for that. And most of the staff, same thing. Like, I mean, my son, so before the pasta shop opened, we would go Tuesdays after school. I don't know why Tuesdays. I mean, we get pasta with marinara. Um, and then after the storm, when everything was rebuilt, they weren't heating up pasta. So we'd, like, take it home, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, every once in a while, they'd heat it up for Johnny because Johnny was basically raised there. When I went through my divorce with my ex-husband, who's a very good friend of mine, um, he would take him there. So there's always that consistency. And I feel like... We've added to that the pasta shop. Like I take, I've gone with my son. I've gone with my husband, with my in-laws. So yeah, so yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that because um, it's just really nice. It's really nice to have all these options for great food. And I want to thank you again for coming in. It means so much to me. You're a superstar. I know you don't mean to be, but you are. Your food is amazing. Everything about the pasta shop flows really nicely, and it really feels like a. So I hold space for people. That's my job. I hold space for people to go through the process of healing themselves. It feels like the space is held really well for people to come in and be themselves and enjoy food and be with their family. And it's just, you know, I, I'm so glad that you're there. So thank you so much. And well, thanks for, for keeping the integrity of the building. Yeah, I mean, that's it's really important to us. And to me, that's my favorite things are the things that are the most genuine. Yeah. And, um that's also what we want to be for the community. You know, we're truly grateful to every single customer. Um, we love the town that we're in. That's it's why we're there. Yeah. Um, we love Booten also. I live yeah. in Booten. I love Booten um, too. But thank you for having me today. Thank um, you. It was great speaking with you. Yes, you too. So if you guys um, want to know more, you can also look below and see the links and definitely check out the pasta shop. It's worth the drive. It's worth the wait. And thank you again, Tommy. Thank you. All right, if you like this, please share it out. Thank you for listening to Access and Expand the Conversations with Tiffany Karen. If you like this, please go ahead and share the link.